Vibe with Jason Geek. Of course, this is your host, Nina Boa, and I'm the Ginger. What's going on? Hey, how's everyone doing? It's been a while since we've talked to you. It's been, yeah. We're actually on schedule. You realize that? Two weeks. Wow. It's weird. I never thought I'd be able to keep a schedule in my life. Don't tell my boss that, but because <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I have a hard time with that. Um, so this week we're talking a little bit more about comics. Yeah, because last last couple times we talked about games, we talked about board games, and oh, and of course there will be board game talk okay. today. Right off the bat, we have so so to give some context, we have like layouts and everything. She printed them out. It's awesome. And then Super the, organized. And then the first thought, the first thing she said, like automatically brought a thought in my mind. And I almost derailed this, and I didn't because I'm learning. Yet you did. I'm learning. By explaining that <laughs> but you didn't it's it's a it's a thing because we talked about games last time. We're not gonna talk about that. We'll talk about it later. Let's talk about, I'll okay. stick it in the gaming segment. We talk about games at some point. Right? So, it's fine. I think to kind of start this <laughs> off, uh, um, last week, which by the time you hear this will be the week, oh, the yeah. week before, anyways, ICV2 had a week kind of highlighting comics for kids. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about Nimona and Lumberjanes and a few of the other comics that I've read recently. And plus Free Comic Book Day was just, you know, this yeah, last weekend. I missed it. You, oh, you didn't get to go? <laughs> no. Ironically, I, I didn't either. So. I had a graduation I had to go to for family, but I got to spend like the whole day with my mom and oh, brothers. Cool. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of interesting. Graduation is for homeschoolers. Oh, really? Yeah. Never been to a graduation with them before, but like they have this whole little community set up where um, like different kids can go to different parents' houses that know things a little bit better than their parents do, and this whole community that works together. I don't know why that's surprising. I mean, that makes sense that they would do that. It's and just, so I never really think of homeschoolers graduating. One of my, I guess. <laughs> one of my cousin's kids was graduating, and she was homeschooled. Uh, her last four years and so it was graduation for everyone who was graduating in this program for you know 2016 yeah so it was kind of cool it was interesting hmm. way longer than i thought it would be for only 24 kids the speaker went on a little long really how long how long was oh, the ceremony he, um the ceremony itself started at around two it didn't get done until close to five for 24 kids? Yeah, but, okay, so. <laughs> really? Like, there was a someone who just kind of came up and introduced the yeah. event. And then there was this guy who just spoke for like 40 minutes. Oh my god, you don't and, need that for 24 kids. Um, you also had like five kids come up and do different performances. Like, oh. uh, three played instruments and some sang. Really? Well. Yeah. Like a mini talent show in between? <laughs> That's weird. I've never I mean, seen that It was kind of cool because, you know, yeah, that's cool. the highlights from the kids. And also they had like three of the students just speak um, with little speeches and stuff. Oh, that's cool. So I mean, you know, if you had missed Free Comic Book Day, it's yeah. I was working, so I was I was talking about comics all day. Yeah. And we had one of our people actually at uh, a comic store. But I saw photos of uh bricks up here. It looked packed. It was I had a couple I, friends that went and at first I thought I was going to be able to sneak in like before I had to leave for the ceremony, but it wasn't nearby, so we had to travel to it yeah. and uh, we had to leave at like 10 30 uh-huh. and rick's didn't even open till 10. he doesn't open till 10 and yeah. that line that was i went last year and that line you 
if you want to get in kind of right away, you'd need to get there at least an hour early. Yeah. I drove by maybe like 15 minutes after 10 last year, Ooh. and the line was pretty long. It wasn't, I mean, it's only if you want to like do certain things. You can get into other avenues because he has like two buildings. But yeah. it overall, it was a really good turnout. There's a lot mm -hmm. of good books. Um, there's a, actually a roundup of all the free books or whatever uh, on comicbook.com if you ever want to look at them all. Because if you, from years past, if you go by this week, Mm -hmm. Typically, they didn't sell out of most of them. Like, they've still got a good chunk. I had a couple of friends already looking for those dwarves, though. Oh, really? The, the, the Captain America, yeah, ones. Iron Man. They're gone like that. Oh, I'm sure, because also Funko, their limited edition ones, they're pretty good at keeping them limited edition. Yeah, like they were, yeah. But so anyway, so lots of kids turned out. It's a, it's a great time for kids in the marketplace, a lot of young adult stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so first one we're going to talk about is the moment. So, Nimona was originally a webcomic, and I started reading it back when it started in June of 2012. And it was one of those that it updated pretty frequently, and so I like to binge read comics, so I would like go a month or two without checking it and then go <laughs> in and binge read it and catch up and wait a little while longer. And eventually, um, it was published as a young adult graphic novel in 2015 just last year so you started when it like you you picked up on it when it was actually starting it was pretty close yeah. to when it was starting only a few pages had been had released been, okay. one of my friends Kay is a huge webcomic fan obviously yeah she has her own right? <laughs> yeah got started working on started. her own and so she is always on the lookout for good ones to read and she's read a few that she probably isn't very proud of. <laughs> Why? There's some bad yeah, comics some bad out there. But there's some fantastic ones too. And, um, and I love Kay. And she has like this horrible curiosity of reading bad things. She's gotten better about it. I do that She'll with movies. Stop, yeah. I do that with movies. I, I watch bad I, movies. I love bad movies too. Anything Steven Seagal does, I'm there. It's fantastic. It's all um, it's awesome. Sometimes bad movies can be so bad they're They're good. awesome. They're Especially if you have the right people to watch them with. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, a test this. That's a fantastic <laughs> show because it's so corny. It's awesome. Okay, um, but yeah, so. so fantastic. And then you had the graphic novel and then you lent it to me yes. because you were like, oh my God, I need to read this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And uh, at first... Um, it does hook you pretty quickly, just because the art style is really cool and different. Nimona looks mm -hmm. so... I love Nimona. Yeah, she's such, it's got totally such a unique look. totally not because she's, you know, a short she's red hair. But half her... It took me for a while, actually, to figure out her hair. Because, like, half of it's, it's shaved. It's kind of... Oh, what's well, kind like of like the, back the head is shaved. style. Yeah, but then know? she's got little, like, little... little yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. Um, but I just finished it yesterday. So I did a, I finished it on the last like Pretty three recent. chapters. Yeah. Um, See, I have now finished it like originally a year ago. So, okay. <laughs> so what, what's the thing that you remember most about it? Like what's the thing that sticks out, the, your favorite part of the whole story? Favorite part? Or yeah. Okay, on the just, spot, right? On now. the spot. Boom. I was short from the very beginning. <laughs> from the very beginning, she grabs you. By turning into a shark and just like I'm a shark. She's she's also yeah because her her powers are she's a shapeshifter, um, but she I mean of course it's revealed that she can do more than that yeah. but she's um, naturally a shapeshifter. But like the fact is that Blackheart mm -hmm. is a villain, 
the, the way they frame it at the beginning is that he's the villain, and then, of course, the government, which is like, uh, what's his name? How do you say his name? Is it Ambrosius? Ambrosius. Golden Loin. It was a fantastic name. Golden I love Loin. the names in this book. The names are fantastic. I know. Um, but he's kind of the good guy. And, and of course, that's not correct, like, once mm -hmm. you start reading and everything. But he's an, he's an ass the whole time. Golden Loin does nothing <laughs> worth saving or salvaging at all. He is, he is an awful character. I, like, he's a great character, but he's an awful human being. He, he's not a very good human being. No. He was for a little while when he was little. <laughs> so little? Like, I... Because they used to be friends. But that was so far back. Like, And he's done some horrible Blackheart, things. Blackheart, fantastic character. Even the, like, the director is a great villain. Mm -hmm. Like, there's... And Nimona is, like, amazing, fits all the things in between. But of all the characters that stuck out to me, I went, this dude is a waste of space. Like, he is awful. <laughs> he's not good at his job. He's not good at he's loving not, someone. He's not good at being good. He's not good at being bad. <laughs> no, he's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> like, and he doesn't even because, do it Okay, right. because Blackheart oh. and Golden Loin definitely, I think, had a thing, like, kind of, or oh, could yeah. have, which could have developed into an actual honest relationship. I took it as they did. Yeah. I just assumed that they did. Mm-hmm. And... Because he even says, yeah. at one point, some things that you go, okay, but well, it just, try not to be complete spoiler. It never but... fully got off the ground because... Because he's awful. Because he did horrible <laughs> because things. Because he's awful. If he is the worst friend on the planet, you wouldn't want a friend like that. Like, at all. And then he no. picks the weirdest times to be... To, to be try like, and be the good guy. Yeah, to try and be the good guy. He's um, awful. But um, yes, no, the director is... Wonderfully horrible. Yes, great She's villain. the perfect thing. Yeah, I don't really... <laughs> she, that, she doesn't seem human. That moment, that's a great moment too, is towards the end when she calls her a goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like three panels and she's just like, I hate you. I don't like <laughs> I don't like you. I'm just like, that's awesome. So, you um, love to hate her though. Yeah, she's a great villain. Mm -hmm. um, Nomona, I, I'll, and I'll tell you this because I'm not going to spoil stuff. But towards the end, uh, there's a couple of scenes. But I was heartbroken. I was too. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh. It was like a pain in my chest. Yeah, I was. And for me, this has been building up for a while. Yeah, you finally had a long-term payoff. I had, yeah. I binge-watched this, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I consumed it all, but. Which is, one thing that's really interesting about when comics finish, we kind of Touching on this, I think, a little bit with Homestuck, you know. But Nimona's a lot more accessible. One, it's nice, one graphic novel Yeah, it's book. very, yeah. And so, again, we have very different experiences with it. I read it over a timeline of years. Yeah. You read it. In weeks. Yeah. It was about a month, actually. It was about a month before. It was about a month. You were busy, <laughs> and you read other things. Yeah, I read other but things. You but you finished it. I finished it. In a much shorter time than I did. Certain things, um, you tend to forget. Oh, yeah, over years. And so, I ended up rereading it when I finally, when the end was done. You went back and reread re it. the whole thing. And that was also interesting to do. It was like, I remember this and just actually having time because, like any fandom, when there's pauses in between developments, 
you have all these fan theories. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. So it's kind of interesting. You didn't get that. No. But I did. I consumed it all. I mean, it's 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 one of the things like uh, where you, I mean, it's the same thing with movies. Like when mm-hmm. a new movie comes out, you have two years in between to right theorize now, and th- yeah, throw out all these things. And if you just binge watch them, if you've never been mm-hmm. exposed to them, you watch them four in a row. You or... don't have all that buildup, so there is there is mm-hmm. something to a, a time payoff. It I think makes things a little more intense. Yeah, you know. Cause it, and there's also a thing of too. I could skip. Like mm-hmm. if I really wanted to know what happened, all I got to do is do this. Like all I got to do yeah. is go to the end and whatever. When or you can't Google do that, it. yeah. When you can't do that, and I hate spoilers anyway. Like I yeah, like to read the I whole like thing. I like to avoid spoilers if possible. Sometimes it's not really possible to no, avoid no, them, it's not. It's especially with how social media. Oh is my god, now. it's awful. But I mean, I would recommend this to anybody. For a while, when I recommended it to you, yeah. it was because I kept seeing it, one, I love it, but two, it kept popping up on these lists of best graphic novels for 2015, yeah. and I was like, yeah! Because also, Noelle Stevenson, as a young how woman... How Yeah, how old she? Um, Do we know? I, I saw I, the I picture on the back of the book. around she's, my age. Yeah, she's pretty young. She's in her 20s. I'd, I'd say mid-20s. And she's already got this. Like she already has Lumberjanes, which we're going to talk about in a yes. little bit. Um, so I'm like, accomplished. she's a vamp. Okay, what does that mean? Badass, is that badass motherfucker? Yes. Is that what that means? <laughs> but I don't This normally... is explicit, by the way, so it's fine. It's labeled as such. I normally don't say I just got that. Words, I always so thought that was... vamp is a lot easier. I always thought that was a Nightcrawler reference. <laughs> Anytime I heard that, I thought they were referencing X-Men. Because that's the sound he makes. Bamf. Bamf. That's, yeah, that's how they always write it. So I always assumed that, and then you just said, and it like just dawned on me that that's what that is. Yeah. I feel old right now. <laughs> I feel old. That's not cool. Okay. I, I'm i younger than you, and I don't know so... There's so much text lingo I just don't get. Yeah. I just watched the Jimmy Fallon thing that talked about all these terms. I was like, I have no idea that that existed. That's crazy. Um, I just found out this week what SMH was. Shake my head? Yeah, I didn't know that one. It took me a while to figure that to one me, out. To me, I was always just read it as a sound spot. So I just figured out what the, uh, it was Alan actually that told me what the uh, eggplant emoji was. What's that? It's evidently, it's in like a, another way of saying like penis. It's like a sexting thing. What? That's like a thing what? that evidently if you put a picture Why? of an eggplant, that's what it means. Why? And then the taco is other, yeah. So, like, I just learned I, I that. I don't know if you heard that, but that was a face Yeah, call. that was a face call. I should learn that, though. Anyway, okay. I'm behind. Anyway, get, let's, let's get back to something. So, we'll take that out. <laughs> talking about... <laughs> so, Noelle Noel leads, leads really well into Lumberjanes. Yes, it does. Now, I have not read this. Okay, Lumberjanes, you definitely need to read. I've heard I was, nothing but good stuff. I was though. wanting to get a copy of it to loan you, but I do not... I borrowed a copy from Kay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's, we need to have her on the show. Somewhere. I know. I want to. I, <laughs> I told like, her too. I feel like it's our honorary third member. Anyway. Yes, we talk about her enough. Um, so now, who is so Lumberjanes is also written by Stevenson. Yes, as well as Grace Ellis, and it's illustrated by Brooke Allen, and it's published by Boom. Boom. Boom's been putting out a lot of titles that I really enjoy. They need to put out an Emerald. Boom comic. and Omni. 
they've been putting out some awesome comics recently. There's been some really good books from the from the not oh, yeah. big two Oni, publishers. Sorry. Not too big, like, because yeah. uh, Image has been putting out some really good stuff. Yeah, Boom and Oni. Especially they in keep... this space. In this quirky, fun... Yeah. Um, that's kind of lighthearted, but has those dark moments. Yeah. Rat Queens is another one from uh, I haven't Top read Cow. that one yet. Um, I've heard good things. Uh, I think it's from Top Cow or Image, one of the two. But it's also very, like... It's it's kind of the fantasy pirate stuff, but it's mm -hmm. it's fun and it's an all female cast. Um, I've been wanting to read that as well. I actually, haven't. I mean, also they seem to be doing more female driven titles, yeah. which something that it's fantastic has been needed to be done. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the things that's getting me back into reading comics more regularly because it's it's not even that it's. There are so many characters, even in the big two, there's so many characters yes. that they have access to. And they just, you know, they've tried sometimes, but it's they been very really, small. Yeah, sometimes the writing is kind of eh, or the way they portray them and the art is... is well, that's the thing too, right? Ugh. If you're going to have a tonal, if like tonally you're going to have a book that's going to be, <laughs> is going to attempt to show how well-rounded the medium is, and then you put an image on the cover... That is someone's ass, and I it's know. but like it's kind of like Spine yeah okay work. yeah how that does not work together those it, two it do just not automatically help. turns me off. Well yeah, and it turns it would turn most women off <laughs> if they saw a book like that and they went oh you hear nothing but good about the inside, mm -hmm. but then all the art is the same art you've seen eighty billion times with the rear in the air and the like it's you know it's yeah it's so if that, and for the longest time that's how it was now it seems like we're finally getting a lot of books that aren't that way like mm -hmm. the actual art and the outside and the interiors they are starting to match well starting to match the writing um so yeah so what is lumberjanes about okay so lumberjanes is about okay hopefully i can get through this name miss quinzella's disquin pinkwill thistle crumpet camp ah i'm that's just fantastic. gonna say Camp for hardcore lady types. There it is. <laughs> That's the part I like. A camp for hardcore lady types. That is the type of camp I would have gone to when I was younger because I did go to Girl Scout camp twice. Yeah. And I loved it. I stayed over a week each time. You know, sleeping pretty much outside. You're on a platform with a covering, but there was no walls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was great. And I'm like, okay, as soon as I found out that this was about girls at, at camp. a camp i was like this is gonna be awesome and the art's awesome i've the seen art the art is great you know it definitely has the feel of um a lot of other noelle's work yeah you know the right and it's the the characters like it's it's just so quirky it's cool like mm -hmm. it it sticks out from when you're looking at a rack full of comics it, it does. sticks like it grabs your attention because it's just so different. Yeah. Um, so the comic uh, focuses on Joe, April, Mal, Molly, and Ripley, and you also get a lot from their scoutmaster Rosie, who is totally awesome and very tattooed, <laughs> and Jen, their um, cabin scout leader. Oh, and their cabin's name is Roanoke, which I was like, okay, awesome. I see what you did there. <laughs> I like that. I like the little thrown-in stuff. So, the first volume, you are pretty much only just getting a tidbit of what is going on. The first, like, chapter issue? I don't know. How, how do you... First issue. Yeah. The, the first issue. 
first issue is just kind of like I have no idea what's happening right now, but I like it. Is it is it like supernatural stuff in there too? It is. Um, because it seems like first, a murder mystery thing. One of the first things they come across is like three eyed foxes. Okay, that's cool. And they speak in anagrams. The foxes. <laughs> yes, and um. You have secret caves that they have to go in, and like monsters and stuff. Oh, that's cool. It's I want to like, read it. It's it's good. I'm. It's one of those things. Can't say too much or it's without. Yeah. It. Yeah. Is it funny? Is it like more it of a comedy funny. book or it, is it's, it? It's funny, and then it has those moments. Yeah. That are like like Nimona had. Nimona yeah. is very much like that. But generally, Every, like, the couple chapters. Um, the tone of it is a little more lighthearted. That's you nice. have a lot of silly jokes, and two of the girls are an item, and they're adorable. It's just, it's I'm great. Read it. All right. And gotta read this. It, it's also one of those. As soon as I saw the cover and the characters, I was like, "There's like three of these I would cosplay right now." <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's been a very popular book. It has. It. I need to read more of it as well. Because like I said, it just kind of touches on... Turns out that there's a lot of stuff going on at the camp that no one really knows about. That's all hush-hush. Bum-bum-bum. Yeah. And so it just hits at that and is like, okay, it hooked me. Now I need more of it. So, well, okay. So that kind of book kind of leads us in to a couple of articles also from ICV2. It's, yes. it's a very ICV. I think we feature a different website every show. It's like <laughs> we just run through like one website per show. Um, but uh, there was a couple of articles talking about books like this, um, yes. like Nimona, um, like even uh, Steven Universe and a lot of the Cartoon Network stuff mm -hmm. that's come out. So the first one that you pointed out was uh, via ICV2 was an interview with Dark Horse's Mike Richardson um, about kids' titles seeing an uptick. Uh, they asked him... Uh, seems to us like there's been a lot of change in the kid graphic novel business in the last 12 months. What are you seeing? Uh, people have been talking about it for years, and we try them every once in a while, but then it seemed like no one would order them. Uh, there have been several calls from publishers to create comics for kids, and we've listened to that call in the past, and we've been very modestly received, to put it kindly. I like that he was kind of honest there. Yeah. About basically, they didn't sell. Um, but in recent years, there's been a movement in that direction. I think publishers have had success. Some of our competitors have put out some very good books that I have found an audience, or that have found an audience. And while we're always, while, 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 oh my God, while we've always had them, uh, we've noticed the success of some of the books, so we started making plans to build up that part of our line. Um, Dark Horse especially has like the Oh Yeah books, mm -hmm. the ones that used to be, it's the same team from uh, Tiny Titans, mm -hmm. and it's like the Hellboy stuff, and they created their own line. So they've had those for a while. Most times, for kids' books, it used to be, it was either like a kids' book spinoff for Teen Titans. It's like mm -hmm. Titans Go. Or it was Justice League Unlimited, like had its own comic series. Yeah. Um, it was kind of always like an offshoot of a cartoon, and that was yeah. it. Like there wasn't any... It was almost, and also I remember going into a comic store in the kids' section, being like in the far corner, being like only a few um, lines on a rack. Yeah. And, like, really small. Well, like, uh, Rick's has a kid's section. Yeah. But at, for the longest time, all I had was, like, it's Donald Duck's adventures. <laughs> it's, like, Darkwing Duck had a comic series there for a minute, which was, like, I'm a huge Darkwing Duck fan, but, like, 
I want more than just Disney mascots, and I want more than Sonic. Like, Sonic was out there for the longest time, mm -hmm. still around. Now, comic... Comics inspired by TV shows and cartoons, that's okay. Are awesome. Because also, sometimes, like some of the ones going to talk about in a yeah. little bit, it adds to the world and the universe that you need Absolutely. and that you may be craving during, like, a hiatus. Absolutely. I don't want that only. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't want, like, the pool was very one-dimensional, and that's all it offered. Yes. And then over the last few years, they've branched out to, like, original mm -hmm. books that are not even, they're not dumbed down. What I like is that they're kind of, they took the Pixar model of, well, let's make it enjoyable for all ages. Let's tell a meaningful Yeah. More tale. just, like, books for the family, not yes. necessarily kids' books. Yes. And there's a huge difference. Absolutely. Also, one, kids are not as dumb as people no. seem to think they are. <laughs> no, they are not. You know, I don't know if you remember when you were a kid. That was like only maybe 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very good example for that. Yeah, yeah. But, I've latched okay. on to my childhood. You remember like, when you were 10? Yes. Can you remember? I was terrifying okay. my family. But you were not dumb, were you? No, not at all. Neither was I. Like, yeah. you know kind of naive but you can't help that when you're 10. I was playful and delightful <laughs> as a 10 year old and my my family will not attest to that so please don't ask. So but they're finally doing content that is not talking down to the 10 year old. Yes. Or is. you know younger it's it's more like instead of talking down it's bringing them up to your level. Absolutely. Which is a little sign up. My mom never baby talked yeah. to us. And it was, she was always mad at people trying to because yeah. that doesn't help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I was raised in a household that treated me like if the adults were all sitting around a table, I would be at the table. Like yes. there was no kids' table you, in you my were family. Included in the adults. yes, they were like, no, you need to be able to hold your own in a conversation, yeah. and you won't grasp everything. But you need to be able to, like... And you like... can still look at it and put in, you'll learn stuff. Yeah, you'll learn stuff. And so that's what it seems like they're finally doing. That's what comics yes. are doing. They're not baby-talking yes. any longer. And that's, and that's why it's awesome, and we'll get to some of those books later, about, like, it is so cool to have great content that spins off of cartoons and successful mm -hmm. characters. That's awesome. Tiny Titans was amazing. I loved Tiny Titans. Like, I was, I had, I even got, like, art done by them mm -hmm. at one of the conventions because I had, like, a Spider-Woman drawing, <laughs> which I cannot surprised. find that. No, it's fantastic. So, like, I love those. Um, and even those were different and fun and they took the characters and did some things. Mm -hmm. But, like, just cartoon offshoots, I want there to be a wealth of stuff because you need to suck them into the hobby and mm -hmm. as they progress and they read more and more, they're going to want to branch out. Yeah. And there's nothing there to so, satiate them. example, we talked a little bit about, it last week, the Zodiac Star Force. Absolutely. It's considered, you know, yeah, family that book, yeah. family book. And it has some dark stuff. There's I mean, some... right away, because I don't feel like it's really a spoiler. You find out when the main character's mother died. Yeah, and that's like issue one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, that's not spoiler. If it's in issue one, it's not spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> it's in issue one, and... And it's, it's like halfway it's through, it's not yeah. even, yeah. It's something that had already happened. It's not like she dies in the comics. Still, the character, whose mother passed away, struggles with that. Yeah. It's an, it's a real... It, like, it's an adult issue. It is. But the way it's handled... Is really well done so that 
adults are like, ugh, and kids can grasp it. Kids can grasp it, and if they have questions about it, great. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, it's 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 a nice balance between going too far yes. and getting something to where they can't comprehend and making it so like Bambi. You know, it's yeah. not, <laughs> it's not, it's not Bambi. they're not going to do that, which also is sad. But, um, <laughs> so it's like speaking on the same subject, I, uh, ICV2's Milton, Milton G, call him, uh, he had an interview with Boom, president of publishing and marketing, Philip uh, Sablick, and uh, they were also talking about this issue, and he asked, you said other channels seem to be growing for graphic novels specifically. Um, Philip said, yes, and specifically to get back to kids' material. That's consistently been growing for us, certainly for the last four years that I've been here. The buyers are continuing to order incredibly strong and in many cases increasing their commitment to the lines we're putting out. We've had the ability to sell at a much wider breadth of content, which is exciting. For a comic store, that's huge because that does not make up most of their money. No. Their revenue is not tied to kids' books. It is not. I mean, going back, like we said, kids' books... For a long time, just itty bitty section, mm-hmm. they're starting to grow and be more diverse. Um, but still, a lot of times they are a smaller section. Yeah. But like Zodiac Star Force or Lumberjanes mm-hmm. or any of these books that we're talking about, if you go to a comic store, they're not in the kids section. No, they're not. They're they're in the tried and true middle racks of yeah. everything else. They, they may then eventually go to the kids section after, yeah. you know. So much time Instead or whatever. Instead of just going to the boxes. Exactly, yeah. They kind of go to the shelf. Yeah, but they start out, when they feature them, they mm-hmm. feature them right alongside Superman and Batman or whatever. Like, they're primo, they have primo real estate, which is great because they're not pushing them like kids' books. They're yeah. pushing them as, these are great books. Because I know, when I was younger, being called a kid wasn't the nicest thing for someone to say to me. Yeah, it wasn't a... I, I always felt way more mature than someone you would call a kid. Yeah. And so I wouldn't necessarily want to go to the kids section of no. a store, but going to the, you know, quote-unquote, grown-up section yeah, and the... seeing titles that I could read would make me very happy. Yeah, grabbing them right off the shelf with everybody yes. else mm-hmm. and not feeling like, oh... I'm over, yeah. I have to go to my little section. And I think it also helps for those who are now bringing their kids in, you know, who have been fans and introducing their kids to it, and their kids can walk along with them yeah. and grab their titles, too. For And also for adults and for purchasers in general, there is a little bit of a stigma when something gets put directly into the kids' section. Because when you're approaching it and you go, okay, what are my options here? Most people will go straight to the normal, like, mm-hmm. what's new racks, right? If something is featured over here in mm-hmm. the kids, they will, they might even be interested in it. But if it's not with these, there is a little bit of a of a mental it, block yeah. sometimes of, it's not for me, yeah. automatically. You, you don't even know anything about it, but that's not for You're never mm-hmm. going to go over there. When it's mixed in... With all your other stuff, you are more likely, likely to give to, it a chance. Yeah, the average person would. Make it um, just opinion off of what it looks like, what it, what the back says, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, like me and my boyfriend, we always go straight to the toy section in any store. That's us too. We do that and so time. for me, I'm like, I'm cool going straight to kids. Yeah, but no, it, I know a lot care. of people who would. And also, if you had asked me like seven years ago, I probably wouldn't have been as cool. I would, yeah. you know, 
just one of those things. I wasn't as sure of myself and who I was yeah. back then. I mean, seven years ago, I was 17. So. Wow, your fetus. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be 25 this year. It's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah. You know, a 17-year-old me would have been a little uncomfortable back then. But now, 25-year-old me is like, woohoo, kid section, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Um, and I feel the same way. Like, I, I'm, we go, if we're at Walmart, if we're at Target, whatever, yeah. we go, we always stop by the toy section. Yeah, the two sections we always go by, no matter what, toys and electronics. Yeah, we're slowly starting to add candles to that. I don't know if that's a... I do that a, if it's just me. Yeah. I like going, I'm always on the lookout for a good green tea scent yeah. candle. I found one like three years ago and haven't been able to find one since. And I, <laughs> there's certain things I don't mind ordering online, but a candle that I don't really need. Yeah, you, but eh. you, you can't, I don't think you, unless you've smelled it before, I don't think you can order a candle online. You gotta be, like, it's gotta be there. It's gotta yeah. be the moment when I'm in. Because even if it's the same scent, but by a different brand, it could be a totally different smell. Oh, we got derailed about candles. <laughs> <laughs> that's what did it. Nothing else did it, but that's what did it. Um, candles derailed us. So we're gonna switch gears here for a minute, and we're gonna go to some gaming stuff. Uh, but we are gonna come back to some more comics at the end. We told you, it's got a yeah. comic-centric episode. Um, so you actually pointed me towards a pretty cool Kickstarter, um, which is the Gaming Bag Vault. Yes, so this I actually pledged to almost as soon as I found it. So I found it because Tasty, bleh, because Tasty Minstrel Games sent out oh. a newsletter because yeah, some the of their logo. people helped to, I know. I love their dino, their, the not dino, dragon. little dragon logo. Yeah, little dragon. He's he awesome. finds minstrels tasty. Pete's dragon. That's what he looks like. He looks like <laughs> he figment. He kind of does. A green so, figment. So anyway, sorry. They're old. Tasty Minstrel Games <laughs> sent out a newsletter, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll look at this. And as soon as I saw I'm like, where's the thing where I get all this stuff? Pledge. I ended up getting in on the Super Bird, sorry, I ended up getting in on the Super Early Bird Special. So, in a minute, I'll tell you more about that. So, yes, I also immediately sent the link to a few friends that I knew that it might help. <laughs> Essentially, the vault gaming bag is designed to carry your board games. Which is awesome. Which is great. I don't know how many times I've needed a bag that fit things a little better than what I currently had. A lot of times I use a duffel bag, which just isn't that great. So many games won't fit. Yeah, a lot of games won't fit. And have the games in this office won't fit in a traditional and it's not that bag. they're big boxes they're just, just weird shapes they're very they're very they're very yeah. square but okay so i think most people the standard fantasy flight board game size yeah is a standard size for a lot of things but that won't fit in most of my duffel bags no so for a while i even used one of those uh pop-up hampers the kind of rectangular oh, yeah. ones i had it left over from college i used that until it just tore apart because with the boxes and their edges, it just yeah. dug through. So, I've also carried things in boxes. Yeah, so, yeah. we put boxes in boxes. That starts getting heavy. You brought. I remember you brought boxes over here one yeah. time. And it was like... It, <laughs> and plus, okay, she's kind of so small. She's kind of small anyway. So, it was hilarious. <laughs> the box was like almost as big as her. So, she comes in there and it's like, there's like eight games in this box. And it was, it was awesome. It was a coat. 
Um, what I love about what I love about this and what, what's cool is so you got in on the early bird special, but yes. you got the whole yes. kitten caboodle. So I got what's called the yeah, um, complete gaming sorry complete game folio system. So it comes with one game folio vault bag, four standard game folio cases, twenty four removable clear zipper zipper pouches, and a shoulder strap. Uh, the basic thing, I think the lowest tier is just like the zipper pouches. <laughs> yeah, it's like five bucks. No, it's like, I forget what the base one is, but I was looking at that and yeah. it's like, and, and they're nice. Yeah. And then the next one is like, you get the get folio. one folio. Which the folios are cool, but I'm after the bag. You had to pledge 99 to get the bag. And that's only the bag. Yeah, that's only the bag. See, I and, didn't realize and that. And the shoulder strap. So I was like, okay. I do want the game folio those things too. Those yeah. are cool. Um, like you can so the game folios are basically things you can put your game components in instead of storing them in the box, store them in that. Which is awesome because when they show it, which we'll put a link to the Kickstarter, where this it's got a while to go, so we yeah. got time. Um, but what's cool about it is that it's basically like a little um, the best thing to compare it to is like almost like a CD pouch for your CDs is when mm -hmm. they actually had the ones that the seat, the actual disc would fit in. And then on the outside, there was the a cover. sheath and you could put the cover and yeah. you didn't have to take the, the case. In this case, you actually take all of the components out of the board game. It has little baggies for each one mm -hmm. of those. Then it's got a clear sleeve on the outside. You can slip the instruction manual on the outside yep. so you have the cover art. But it takes all the box out. So, because a lot of weight for games is the box. Oh, it's the box. And I don't know how many games I've opened where the box is way larger than it should be. Yeah, those, the space, like, constraints <laughs> for for boxes and board games sometimes are ridiculous. It can be really ridiculous. frustrating. Yeah. It's like, you only did this because of how it's going to look on the shelf, not what's inside. There was that, no reason. That kind of pisses me off a little. It's like, there was no reason to have it that big. It's like you're not respecting the game. Well, because there's an empty space, yeah. like, this big, and it has it, it has a wooden divider, and you're like, there's nothing in here. Yeah. Or, you know, just a little cardboard insert that ends up taking away 90% of the space. Legendaries like that. Legendary has so much space yeah. in the original and, box. Okay, I can get it if it's a base game and there's expansions. Yeah. So, but I, but when the base game comes out, there are no expansions yet. So, <laughs> so I know ton of games that I've done that that never have expansions. I'm like, that's just waste. Yeah, yeah, space. yeah it's waste. Space. So, you know, it's essentially you can even put several small games in one of your gaming folios. In one folio, yeah. And then instead of so I was thinking if I did, I'd probably put like Coup and Love Letter and a few of my yeah. little smaller games in one. So instead of carrying like five little boxes, I just carry one thing. And it has, the vault can hold up to five folios. Yes. So you can fit up to five full-size games. And then it actually has two like regular size pouches on either side mm -hmm. for like your, it shows like it can fit a laptop. Yep. It can fit, snacks, yeah, snacks drinks, on the other side. Ooh. Or if you wanted just to make it all gaming, you could put like Dice Masters and mm -hmm. some of the smaller games. Or you some could of stick the clan shells. Yeah, easily. you could stick them all on the side and fit four games in that one pouch. Yeah. So it's for going, especially like, you know, because we have the, say we, uh, Southern <laughs> Hobby has like the convention. Um, yes. Also for like Gen Con. Like these are awesome for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how often I'm the one who brings games to people's houses. Yeah. 
a lot of my friends like gaming, but haven't necessarily acquired... Amassed a collection. Yes. I admit, I didn't have much of a collection until I started working at Southern Hobby. Yay, hey, Southern man. Hobby. That thing, that was, that start. hey, that started my collection. Yeah. And I've just now started my, my, to get some stuff. My collection was so tiny compared to what it is now. Technically, it started my Funko Pop collection, too. I, it, I have a lot work. of credit. I didn't, I didn't, before I started working at Southern Hobby, I had never bought a pop for myself, only as gifts. For other people? Because I couldn't justify the price for me. Yeah. Until I started working. But, 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 that when, it's, but when that discount hits, ooh, it's like, So anyways, stop talking about our perks. <laughs> and back to That's the vault. Right. So... I am excited about the vault. They're estimating it to come out in either November or December, cool. and they've just announced on when they're, um, you know, how you get to see comments if you're a mm -hmm. backer. They've said that they're probably going to be adding stretch goals soon. Oh. But they've been listening to feedback and questions and stuff and working those to make the stretch goals. Because that was one thing I noticed was there were none to start yeah. with. But it was funded in less than an hour. So it's already funded? It was funded in less than an hour. I'm an... Okay, I'm an idiot. I looked at that. I reversed that. Because I'm like, it's got 20... Okay, so it has 24 <laughs> days left. And yes. I was like, man, they only have like 7500 nope. of their $124,000 goal. I was like, well, they got a little... And I'm sure it's high for that right now. So, That's like crazy. I said, I got in on the super <laughs> early bird special. There was also just a regular early bird special and then there's the standard price so the standard price is 155 okay i got in for the 130 price that's good price mm -hmm. oh and one thing they don't say until like lower down on the page that's not including shipping nah, it never is so shipping is 20 dollars, but still 20 on top of 130 is a lot better than 20 on top of 155 oh absolutely it is so i'm excited about it i am i might I I would I might grab one of those once they hit retail. I'm only backed like one thing on Kickstarter, and if I have to back something right now, yeah. it's while well, we're talking about Kickstarter. Um, but it'll be another. There's another Kickstarter that's getting really close to its thing, mm -hmm. and I want it to happen. Um, but yeah, so we'll link to the show notes in this. You got 24 days, and evidently they have just completely surpassed the goal. Yes. It's a great idea. It's something that needs to happen. When, when I saw it, I was like, why hasn't this been done already? And then I mentioned that to Brian, and he's like, well, it's only been recently that there's been a renaissance in gaming. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, y you are completely right no, in that. No, yeah, absolutely. But this is something I wish had already been and done, so I could have had it already. This will be fantastic for like, so I'm going, I'm actually going on a trip mm -hmm. this week, right? <laughs> so having this, because I've even thought, I'm like, okay, I want to take some board games or whatever. But mm -hmm. I'm going on a flight, so I know I can't fit. You like, need a nice. But that would be perfect. It would be a carry-on. Yeah, be a carry-on. And then I could take some of my primo games that are just in bigger boxes. I can't fit mm -hmm. them in a, like, they take, because they take up so much space. They do. It's not that I can't fit them. It's just that, you know, I'm more inclined to take a smaller, some smaller games, yes. you know. And they already have Batman Love Letter, which I'm excited to play. Because <laughs> we bought it for them last time. Um, but yeah, so speaking of Kickstarter, real quick. Because yes. I'm not going to sideline us horribly. But I'm going to go. I can't go on a hold. Fear Effect Sedna is like four days. No, three. It's three days from ending. And it needs like, I forget what the, it's, it's close. It's like 75%, maybe 80% of the way there. 
and it just needs a little, little more because I want it to happen. I'm this close. I try not to like because I report on stuff and things like that. I'm trying not to like I try not to back everything I see because I'm like, oh, I want that to happen, and yeah. but I don't want to like necessarily jump in unless I really want it. But like Fear Effect, I was a huge fan of the original Fear Effect, and this one looks awesome. It looks it looks great, and I'm so excited for it. And it, I'm scared. Because we're getting to that little thing where it's like, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's a lot yeah, of money. I've, I've only backed, like, one thing that wasn't su- successful. And I was okay. I Did was... you get your money back? Well, that you was aren't indie... charged. Okay, yeah, you weren't until... charged. That's right. Yeah. So. So, and also another thing about Kickstarters is, say you want to try to hop in on an early special thing. If you go ahead and pledge, you can always back out before the end. You can, and then you've you've secured. I might just do that. Oh, uh, also about Kickstarter, mm-hmm. you um, did you see that thing? It it really it only affects like Indiegogo mostly, mm-hmm. but PayPal came out and said that they were they revised their policy. So you know how they have that like purchasers guarantee, mm-hmm. where like if someone basically screws you out of a thing, you can get that. So PayPal's not. They're not allowing that to affect. It actually was already in the terms, mm-hmm. but they've gotten so many since Kickstarter Ooh. got big of, well, they didn't deliver the product, so I they they claim that, and then mm-hmm. PayPal automatically gives them the money yeah. because, well, you they screwed you, but it's actually already in the terms that, that doesn't qualify, so now they're just like locking it down. But then Indiegogo, they're also doing the same thing, so no mm-hmm. more crowdfunding can claim that because it's become a thing. Um, okay, so... So it was related the, the, earlier. I'm gonna continue on the your separate train track here for just a <laughs> minute. Uh, so I know Brian has yeah. said he's basically sworn off Kickstarters. Yeah, I don't like it. I haven't had any really bad luck with them, but I read an article that there's a lot that have, and I was surprised. Yeah, I now I've only bought one, mm-hmm. and it, I got it got delivered. So it was a generally, and, and most of the ones that I show interest in, mm-hmm. I have not seen bad things. I ha- There are a few I have, like Mighty Number no. 9 has been a huge mm-hmm. cluster. Uh, now, some of the other ones have. There is one. one of my, actually, one of the first things I ever backed was a card game. I, I own it um, called Story War. Apparently, they pretty much went out of business because they promised too much in their stretch goals and stuff. And they were using some of their own money to, like, finish the stuff up. And the sad thing is, it's not the best thing It's not very either. good. Um, it's one of those, depending on the crowd you're with, it could be a good game. Yeah, but you really have to have the right game. Yeah, it's one of those kind of argument games. Oh, okay. Um, you have your character, and you have these things, and you have a setting. And you basically take turns arguing who's who wins the battle. Wins the war. Okay. And it just fell a little shorter than what they promised. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad that it... It caused them to go out of... Yeah. That sucks. But I've seen that happen. Yeah. Like, it happens more than it should. And so sometimes when I see a lot of stuff promised in stretch goals, I'm like, mmm... Rain it in. Feature mm. creep. Because that's... Like, Star Citizen has mm-hmm. been a huge thing for that. I mean, that oh. thing has brought in, million, like, a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Um, Michael's part of yeah. it. Oh, he backed it? Yeah. So, 
it's I mean, and yeah, I went through that big thing of like, but of them giving refunds and things mm-hmm. like that. People ask, but like the biggest thing with that game is not that the stuff that people have seen is great. Mm-hmm. It's that they keep adding and they they took all that money and they kept and they kept adding and adding and adding and now it's like the first now it's like two games like one game is like completely different than the one they promised and then they're then you're mm-hmm. gonna get the second game you're like just do the one right now i have um back to things that i thought they did a really good job with um the anthology valor i yes i remember the scene that yeah. i can bring it for you to look at yeah. sometime um it was great so anyways one of their stretch goals was, hey, we will pay the artists more money. That's a fantastic stretch And I was like, that goal. is something I can get behind. That's a fantastic stretch goal. I love yes. that idea of just, we'll, we'll pay everybody more. Yeah. And, and give them more for their time. Because the first things were, you know, basically quality. We'll make the quality yeah. better. And then it was, we'll pay them more. And I'm like, that. I love that idea. It's perfect. I wish more would kind of do something like that. Especially things like anthologies and stuff. Artists may not always yeah. be getting that much. Okay, so moving All on. All right, so Grand Kingdom is a NIS America game, which I don't know if you know what they publish. They publish a lot of, like, the Disgaea games with, the like, the Underworld, and they also, uh, they, they publish a lot of weird Japanese, very Japanese-centric RPGs. Okay. A lot of like a lot of grid based stuff, a lot of turn based strategy games. Mm-hmm. That's that's their bread and butter, right? Okay. So um, they actually are working with Spike Chunsoft, and they are for one these type of strategy games typically don't get a beta, which is crazy in its own because most of these just kind of get done and then they get pushed and whatever. <laughs> this is cool because it they actually have a beta. It has a multiplayer component, which is awesome. Um, when you see it, like, it's all, like, 2D. It's on a 2D plane. And it works. It's an AP-based system, so, like, you have so much AP, and you level up your characters, mm-hmm. and they get more. And you can move as much as your AP allows. Okay. And the way it works is there's three lanes. So there's a foreground, middle, and a background. Okay. And you have up to, like, six characters that you're controlling. Um, four is kind of the standard. So you'll have, like, and you have different classes, like the archer... You have the soldier who's got the mm-hmm. shield. You have your uh, healer who's like a medic. And then you have your witch. What's awesome is once you get past those and you start to see, and in the beta you can actually see some of the other classes that are available and you can't access them yet. But you have like some really cool classes. Like this one dude is funny. He's actually called, the uh, his his weapon is a barrel. Oh. He's this kind of big strong guy. And he's holding a <laughs> barrel and he launches it like a bowling ball. <laughs> He throws barrels. That's what he does. And that's his class. And then you've got other classes of, like, they're, like there's the rogue with, like, twin daggers. And she's kind of cool. But then there's, like, another one. It's, like, a lancer. There's a dragon rider. Dragon rider! And she is awesome. She's The dragon is just this big, like, hulking beast. And she's riding on top. Nice. It's awesome. There's some really cool classes. Um, and then, of course, there's, like, a paladin and some other ones. But your four basics... Uh, you have like, and they can all be on different planes mm-hmm. and your AP, like you'll move across and you have to plan like your abilities accordingly. What's cool is it's got a very different, um, it's tactical. So like, let's say your soldiers here, you have the enemy over here, you move a certain distance and you, there's a gauge that you show whatever. And then it goes, okay, well now you can use any of your abilities. You'll level up and get different abilities. They're mapped to the face buttons. 
So you can do like some combos and things like that. For melee, it works kind of normal. For the medic, the medic's awesome. She can throw a flask and she can throw it. She has like, she actually has offensive capabilities as well as she can heal, right? Oh, that's cool. She can also affect areas. So like you can, but you can affect other lanes. Certain classes can. Like the witch can do across three different lanes her magical powers. The healer cannot. The healer can affect her lane. Okay. But can throw things and affect the area around that lane. The range guys, like the arrow guy, mm-hmm. he can hit all of the lanes. He has to be really far back, like really far. They actually make <laughs> it to where, and his arches. And what's cool is you can still get combos with the range guy. So let's say there's two enemies here. Mm-hmm. And it'll show you what area you're going to affect. I love how you're doing this. Yeah, I know. So they can, they no one can see. see. So that's why we need to get a good no one, camera. <laughs> no one can see. So he shoots and... There's a little target that pops up and it keeps going in that field. Okay. And you hit the button when it's under the enemy you want to hit. Oh. So, and you'll get, depending on how much you've leveled up, you'll get like five or six shots. So, mm-hmm. and you'll start building your combos that way. So you can keep pushing him back and hitting him, stun him, knock him into the other <laughs> guy. The The witch can do the same thing with certain abilities. And so it's this cool, and it's all 2D, and it's all beautiful, like, anime, like, like it's very, like, hand-drawn kind of Japanese so animation. it's in beta right now. It's in beta. You can play the quest, because you can actually apply through their site to get mm-hmm. into open beta. Um, there's a little quest that you can go through because it's got story mode. And then what's cool is it has a multiplayer mode, which is the bulk of the beta, that allows you to, you basically buy a contract. You get mm-hmm. a contract. There's four nations. They all have a different leader, and they all have different things. And so you fight for a different nation. You buy a contract of so many battles. Okay. So you'll go, hey, I want to be with this one, the Earth people over here. I'm going to buy 10 battles are going to be in your honor. So you earn favor with all of these different uh, factions, and you go against other people. Multiplayer, is it um, online multiplayer? Online multiplayer, but it's basically like, so you know how mobile games do it, where it's not it's not asynchronous, but like when it'll go okay, if me and if me okay, so me and Pie Size Junior are playing, Pie Size will have her army decked out, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be online for that for us to battle. Okay. It'll take it'll go like hey here's your group, um, and it'll automatically kind of make decisions, and it'll use whatever you have, and then we'll fight. Okay. So it'll kind of assign. But then if live people are on, they can also play. Okay. So they're making, it's a tactical game. What's cool is like your arrow guy can get a ladder. You can go up and get <laughs> on top, which means you have longer range and can do more critical damage. Oh, that's cool. You can place barrels in front of things. You can also place arrow shields. Okay. It's cool. Is the beta free to get into? Yeah. Okay. Beta free. You just have to go to their website. That is a very important. It's very thing cool. To know. Um, I've been playing it for about two weeks. Oh, and it's it's awesome because uh, I got in a little early. But the regular one, I think it's still open right now. So it's really cool, really different. And the fact that this kind of strategy game has a a beta, but also it has a multiplayer component, mm-hmm. is really cool. Because I get kind of tired. Like Overwatch is sitting on my console right now. The beta has been going for a week. I have not played one league. Oh really? No, because. I just, I just, I'm so bored of first-person shooters. Like, it's just not my thing. I played Battleborn when it was in beta, mm-hmm. and it was fun, but it's just not, I mean, yeah. I, 
I want to try. I like other. I like different stuff, and this is cool. I, I like strategy or games that have a very strong story. This and my, and this is my only gripe. This is not the story is not why I'm gonna come to this. It's mm -hmm. your typical. It's it's the strategy. It's, it, it's yeah. your typical, you go through, you're defending a kingdom, whatever. Like, it's yeah. not going to be, at the end of the day, it's not going to be memorable. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay's really cool. So it's it's fun and it's kind of different. Um, so yeah, so speaking of that, uh, you played uh, a little game yourself on Tabletop Day. I did. Um, so I played, oh yeah, so Tabletop Day, it happened, woohoo! I only played two games on it. I was a little sad about that, but I played Machi Koro for the first yeah, time. Yeah, Machi And I played Super Fight for the second time. I have not played. So. Machi Koro is fun. Machi Koro, um, the designer is, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to try to say his name. What is his name? Masao Noboru Hoda? Numa. No, that's the artist. Oh, Masao Suganuma? I know. Machi Koro is by IDW. There it is. We will put in... Yeah, we'll put it on the name. Yeah, down below who designed and was the artist. So, it's a two to four player game. And um, I actually played with six people. And how we did that was we split into teams of two. Oh, nice. Okay. So, I know you love this game. Yeah. I don't think it's the most fantastic game. Mm -hmm. But that's mainly... I don't like games that rely... Heavily on dice. Ah, yeah. You're like Brian in that regard. Dice. I love dice. Dice tend to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, dice hate me games makes pretty good games. Um, wow. Really? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so, anyways. Machikoro, IDW, two to four players. Um, I agree with the sentiment that it it's like the new Monopoly. It, it kind of is. So... We ended up winning, yeah. my team, but I feel like we won in. I feel like we won in a too easy a fashion. So what we basically did was create a monopoly, mm -hmm. which meant as soon as one person rolled one number, yeah. you just got tons of money, yeah, you got tons and of money. you could just run away with it. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure how you would balance that. I get, maybe that's part of the point. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm personally not a huge fan on those things. Yeah. That, that's my. But now I did think it was probably better with the teams of two players Instead because you had to talk together. Yeah. To decide, and one person might be like, "I want the forest." But the cafe's a better choice. Yeah. But trees. And it actually introduced some conflict it did. between it without just going, oh, well, I'm going to go with the one that mm -hmm. most. Yeah, that makes sense. And another thing about it was just with the people I was playing with, we were like, oh, you're buying all of the mines? You definitely need a forest. You're just driving up the, you know, greenhouse yeah. gases. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like as we kind of pretended like it really was our town yeah. and that's why I was like let's go for a forest because I love trees <laughs> <laughs> not, so, not that they had any monetary value whatsoever they, I mean they did some yeah. cool things but it wasn't one of the most valuable and that one has expansions there's like it what does. three two yeah um, harbor and then there's one more I think coming. It, it may be better with the expansions yeah, I, I wanted to try. I wanted to try the expansion. No, it's definitely one of those games that I would I would play again if someone suggested it. Yeah, 
I just may not suggest it myself. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Super Fight is a game. <laughs> wow. Right, so, that's kind of my opinion on Super Fight. So, I know a lot of people who love Super Fight. I've not played it. And I'm not doubting them who love it. I'm just calling them. But it's just... not... It's not my cup of tea. I'm just saying they suck. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't personally enjoy the game that much. Um, so Super Fight is kind of one of those games. Hey, it's similar to Story War. You draw cards and you take a fighter, just a person in your hand. Yeah. It's one of the people I got was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Uh, someone else had like Rambo. Another person was it's well. Another one I got said literally the person to your left. <laughs> That's cool. And then you take something that adds to them. Sometimes a weapon. Sometimes a modifier to them, and it can hurt them or help them. Like one person had one that made their character ten feet tall. Oh, that's cool. Someone had one that made theirs like the size of a teacup. Oh, okay. You know. Kind of cool. Um, it's all cards, right? It's all, it's card all cards. Yeah. And so, essentially, you're arguing to decide who wins, and the table decides who wins the fight. And just kind of like with the whole Story War thing, especially with my group of friends, those games don't always work the best because you, because they can bullshit anything. Yeah. And... For me, they're, they're just not the best for my groups. Yeah. Makes sense. I'd rather play Apples to Apples. <laughs> wow. <laughs> apples to Apples is fun, though. Okay, I, I, I like love Apples to Apples, apples, like apples for, apples. like, every year of college. That was, like, the one rule on my birthday was everyone had to play Apples to Apples like, with we, me. We play Uno, like, all the time. I'm yeah. not opposed so, to those it. Those simple games are yeah. fun, but, yeah. I'd rather play Apples to Apples any day than Super Fight. Drunk Uno is amazing. And I've played... Super fight with people who were drunk, and it's amusing. It's, it's not, entertaining. It's just—it's not a game you'd go back to. No. If I've had a choice. Yeah. It's not a game that would be in your vault bag. It would not. <laughs> and if someone even suggested it, I'd probably be like, eh. eh I, play I might say yes only to be polite. <laughs> Remind me because, never to bring Super Fight. <laughs> because I am bad about wanting to not hurt people's feelings and just go ahead and play the game, especially a game that lasts not that long. I was gonna say, how long does it last? Um, I think for us it was like maybe tw 20, 20 minutes. minutes? Okay, that part is cool, only because um, I like quick games like that. Yeah, no, it's it's good party yeah. game that's quick, but then again, that's why I said it's I'd rather play deep. Apples to Apples yeah. because it's a quick party game. And too. everybody knows how to play Apples to Apples. Knows. You don't have to explain Even anything. my Family who has no desire to game likes playing apples. Apple to apples. apples is fun. And okay, people who like Cards Against Humanity way more than Apples to Apples. I'm like, I do love. You, I do love you may not be playing with the right people because I've had some very um, suggested, risque, risque suggested things come up. I do like I do like Cards Against Humanity. I like both. Of them. I, I like, okay. I'll play either one. Either one I, drunk I admit, is fine. There's a lot of times when I've played Cards Against Humanity. Even though I know the card I'm laying down is going to win for this one person. Oh, and Jeff, if you ever listen to this, this is for you. I know his humor. And almost every time he would play, I would, you know, he would be the judge. Yeah. I knew just what to play. 
And I didn't always feel good about myself <laughs> that I knew that. That's the whole point. I love you, Jeff. That's the whole point. You never feel good about yourself. Oh, so I'm not big into jumping into a game where I feel icky afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of that's just my sense of humor and how I feel about things. Um, two very last minute things. Going back to the comics, really Going quickly. back to the comics. So, some of the ones that I've read recently are um, Another another Castle, Issue 2. Yes. And Steven Universe and the Crystal Gems, Issue 1. So, both of those are geared towards kids, but they're definitely family-friendly. So, Another Castle, we already talked about the first issue. Which the second uh, issue was just as good. second issue was great. It's just okay. as good as the first issue. I love Misty. Oh, my God. Shit. She's the definition of a vamp as well. <laughs> <laughs> and this one had some of the feels, too. Again, it did. great, great issue. You know, it again, just doesn't pull the punches. No. Fantastic. I, I, Beautiful I'm art. I'm sucked into this book. I love her two helpers, you know. <laughs> uh, Gorga and... What's his name? I don't think we were... Oh, Gorga and Fogmouth. Fog I did write it. Ha, ha, ha. Gorga and Fogmouth. Um, and, yeah, Prince Pete is just worthless. Oh, but, okay, have you seen the cover for the third issue? No, I have not. Okay, if you look at the cover on the third issue, the standard one, it has Prince Pete. It has this other guy. That other guy? You see him getting thrown out of, like, the store or whatever that she goes into in this issue. Like, it's kind of towards... yeah. Like you see, I also it really liked that we get a new character in this one too. I yeah. Which I don't. I mean, I don't know if you can trust her or not. But that the point is that I kind of liked that. You know, mm-hmm. we already get a new character. Oh yeah. See, there's a oh new yeah that guy. Out, and he's on the cover oh, of the on next the cover. one. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I wonder. I, this book was fantastic. I I love the series, and it just it's just it's, great. Yeah. With this issue, it really okay. So the first issue. Pulls you in. Mm. Makes you interested. This one sucks you deeper. Yeah. Very good. So, um, and then Steven Universe. So, I'm a huge Steven Universe fan. It is probably one of my favorite cartoons to watch right now. It is fantastic. It's headed by um, Rebecca Sugar, and she's great. But anyways, the comic is written by Jocelyn Fenton. And um, I personally have the uh, pie fry... Fried pie variant. I like pie fried. <laughs> pie fried. I like pie fried personally. Oh, tiny fried pies having a con. I'm hoping to get to go to it at the oh, end of this that's month. Right, yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'm trying my hardest to go to that con. It's um so fried pie having a con. It's free to enter. The money is only being spent, you know, on whatever you buy there. Oh, okay, that's cool. And you, of course, your gas yeah. to get there. But I'm like, where that's is it? Cool. Georgia. It's in Georgia. Georgia. It's Sorry. at one of the uh, Second and Charles. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, places. the location. So, anyways, you should check that out. Yeah, you should go. We'll put a link to that um, in the show notes. So, Steven Universe, if you haven't watched it, you should. Watch. It is fantastic. And this comic for me is helping me get through their breaks because I don't know what's up with their schedule, but they keep having like month long breaks between episodes in the middle of the season. Not like mid, like, because I know like some shows do it to where they do like a mid season finale. Yeah, no. And they, they just take breaks. And, and they've. 
the first season aired fairly regularly and then suddenly it just didn't and they started having these things they've nicknamed them Steven bombs because suddenly like a lot of episodes will oh, okay. air yeah um and, and then like they take another break to get more yeah. done and I'm like I need more Steven Universe now I've already rewatched like every episode twice do these tie into the show like as far as do they fit into the continuity of what's going they... on or are they kind of are they just side stories? They're kind of just side yeah, stories. Okay. You know, they do develop the characters more. Yeah. So in issue one, they're going camping. And this and one's a miniseries, right? It is a miniseries. Only yeah. going to be six issues. Okay. So the first one, they're going camping. And they're setting up. And, okay, so the gyms don't know how humans do camping. They don't know how humans do a lot of things. <laughs> But Steven tries. He tries really hard to teach them. And he tries to teach them how to go camping. And the, yes. And so one of the things is uh, really funny. So Garnet's probably one of my favorite gems. And she makes a fire. She makes a huge fire. And Steven's like, you could have made a smaller one. But then they tell ghost stories. Well, Steven tells one that's, uh, you know, generic cliffhanger. What? Type of a ghost story. Yeah. Most people, you know... And then the person hung up, type of thing. Okay, yeah. And the gyms just don't get it. They're like, why is that scary? Why did they hang up? You know, all these questions. All these logical, and, like, because yeah. they're so over the top. And so they end up telling one that they used to tell the youngest of the gyms, Amethyst, to keep her from going wild on Earth. Yeah. And it's really cute because by the end of that issue, Amethyst is like, I'm not scared, even though she totally is, and seems like, I'm not either, and he's like, fidgeting at all the noises <laughs> in the woods, and it's just adorable. What issue are they on now? Um, of the series? I I know issues two has, I think, came out. Um, oh, so, you should look up the fried pie variants. I love that. It's a um, cover. Missy Pina? think is how you say anyways i love the art it's all kind of art nouveau type of a oh missy pena cover and i my dream is i'm going to have each of the variant covers you gotta put them and i'm gonna put them up ah, on my wall nice yeah like i'm gonna get nice hard uh comic like the screw down the, yeah probably get the little screw downs you know to stick them up with oh that's cool so, i had that too with the. Uh... I had an Age of Apocalypse set yeah. that I had. And the art is gorgeous. Yeah, the art looks just like the show. Mm-hmm. And so definitely recommend it. Now, who makes that? Boom? Um, is that Boom Studios? Kaboom! Yeah. Kaboom. Kaboom. They're, it, ironically, their new, yes. their new line that is specifically And, and that. that's why I want to talk about it. It not only is great and fantastic and... But it ties in with the other themes of what we were talking about. <laughs> Synergy, folks. Woohoo! So, uh, where can they find you, like always? Okay, so Pint Size Ginger on everything. You can find me on Tumblr, on Twitter, on uh, Steam. And then you can find us on Tumblr as well. Yes. What is that channel? Um, chasing Geek, right? But it's like what, Chasing underscore Geek. Um, I think Twitter is chasing underscore geek, and then our Tumblr is chasing geek with night in pint size. size. Yeah, okay. Pretty sure, but we'll put the links we down. Um, but and I feel like I'm missing some social media thing that I'm on. Well, you did Tumblr, you did Facebook, you well, did Facebook, not I did, really. No. Twitter, yeah. Uh, PSN. 
Oh, yeah. PlayStation PSN. Network. Hey, yeah. come play. Uh, I've been playing more recently. Helldivers. Oh, Helldivers. Come play Helldivers. PlayStation Plus. I have I'm getting better at it. I haven't we need to played play it. together. I haven't played it. And I let my PlayStation Plus slip. I need, to, <laughs> I need to renew it. Okay, so. I need to renew it because Rocket League introduced basketball, and I yeah. have to play. So, like, now it's like I'm getting back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, it's Night of Oa on PSN as well. Uh, Night of Oa on Steam. Um, and then it is Night of Oa on Twitter. We keep it simple. Yeah, Same it's simple. name on everything. You can find me uh, and then, of course, you can find all of my articles on comicbook.com. So, until two weeks from now. Yep. We're going to stay on yeah, schedule. Yeah, we're staying on schedule, hey, man. Hey, this is third episode in a row. I think we're, I think we're doing pretty good. That's that's saying a lot for me, too. Yeah. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm excited about this. I'm stoked. This is a good time. But until next time, we will catch you later. Peace. <laughs> Bye.